This is a podcast by the Business Times. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the BT Mark to Market podcast. My name is Ben Paul, and I'm a senior correspondent at the Business Times. This series of podcasts, which is based on my weekly column in the Business Times, aims to provide analysis and insight on market trends and corporate issues in Singapore. We are in the month of April 2022, and it's becoming very clear that we're emerging from the COVID-19 era. Over the past few weeks, there's been further relaxation in Singapore on safe distancing and mask-wearing protocols, and more people are being allowed to return to their places of work. Singapore's land borders with Malaysia have also been opened, and just a couple of days ago, our health minister has even publicly mused about the possibility of the Trace Together app, which we have been using to gain access to public places like shopping malls, eventually becoming unnecessary. Against this backdrop, investors are naturally becoming interested again in REITs that own shopping malls and offices in Singapore, like Capital Land Integrated Commercial Trust, Capital REIT, and Suntech REIT. And indeed, there's been some price action in that segment of the market recently. So I thought it would be a good idea today to talk about Maple Tree Commercial Trust, which owns some of the best retail and office property assets in Singapore, but which has been caught up in a controversial merger with Maple Tree North Asia Commercial Trust. In this podcast, I'll talk about how Maple Tree Commercial Trust's sponsor has put its considerable weight behind its merger with Maple Tree North Asia Commercial Trust. I will delve into what it means for unit holders of the two REITs, as well as sponsors of other Singapore-listed REITs. And I will talk about how this and the ongoing progress we're making in leaving the COVID era behind us has changed my view about the merger of the two REITs. If you've been following the Mark to Market column in the Business Times or this podcast series, you might already know that I have not been positive about the mergers we've seen in the local market of REITs that have common sponsors. While these deals create larger and more liquid REITs, which provide their sponsors with more effective asset securitization platforms, unit holders do not necessarily see any real benefits, at least not immediately. In fact, it's common when these mergers are announced for one REIT or the other to suffer a sell-off, either because unit holders feel they've been shortchanged by the exchange ratio or because unit holders are simply not excited about the assets of the other REIT. Now, when Maple Tree Commercial Trust and Maple Tree North Asia Commercial Trust unveiled their plans to merge at the end of last year, it was Maple Tree Commercial Trust that suffered the sell-off. The exchange ratio was not in its favor, and its unit holders were not happy that it was going to issue new units to subsume the seemingly higher-risk North Asia Trust. They were also unhappy that the North Asia Trust was being valued at just under $1.19.5 per unit, which was equivalent to its adjusted book value, even though the North Asia Trust had been trading well below its book value before the merger was announced. But unit holders of Maple Tree North Asia Commercial Trust weren't happy either. A lot of them, including myself, were invested in that REIT in anticipation of an eventual recovery in the performance of its commercial properties around the region. And because of the sell-off that Maple Tree Commercial Trust had suffered following the merger announcement, the effective consideration that unit holders of the North Asia Trust would receive had actually fallen below $1.19.5. Some unit holders of Maple Tree North Asia Commercial Trust actually began threatening to vote against the whole merger plan. So really, unit holders of both REITs were unhappy about the merger. As I watched this unfold, I couldn't really figure out 
how the problem could be solved. I mean, the terms of the merger couldn't be adjusted without unit holders of one read or the other becoming even more upset. Well, this is where the story becomes really interesting. On March the 21st, in the wake of mounting investor resistance to the whole merger, the managers of the two REITs announced that unit holders of Maple Tree North Asia Commercial Trust will be given the option of receiving the consideration of $1.19.5 per unit entirely in cash. This has gone a long way in appeasing the disgruntled unit holders of Maple Tree North Asia Commercial Trust because they are now assured of getting at least the equivalent of the REIT's adjusted book value in the form of cash, which they can then reinvest anywhere they want. Of course, Maple Tree Commercial Trust will have to come up with an additional $2.2 billion in order to pay unit holders of the North Asia Trust in cash. It has said it will raise this through a preferential offering of new units, priced at just over $2 each. Now, this is higher than its current market price, but the sponsor of the two REITs, Maple Tree Investments, has provided an undertaking to subscribe for Maple Tree Commercial Trust's entire $2.2 billion preferential offering. So in effect, Maple Tree Investments has put itself on the hook for $2.2 billion in order to ensure the REIT merger succeeds. Now, I've been trying to figure out why Maple Tree would do something like this. Is it to avoid the humiliation of the merger being rejected by unit holders of the two REITs? Or is it because it really believes Maple Tree Commercial Trust is deeply undervalued, even after subsuming the North Asia Trust? After some reflection, I've come to the conclusion that it probably doesn't really matter. The fact is that Maple Tree Investments is putting a huge amount of money at risk, and it could potentially end up with a much larger stake in Maple Tree Commercial Trust. Assuming all minority unit holders of Maple Tree North Asia Commercial Trust take their consideration entirely in cash, and none of the minority unit holders of Maple Tree Commercial Trust take up its preferential offering, Maple Tree Investments' stake in Maple Tree Commercial Trust could rise from the current 32.61% to as much as 57.09%. This puts a very different complexion on the merger of the two Maple Tree REITs, and it has probably set a new standard for other REIT sponsors that propose such transactions in the future, which I'm going to talk about next. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. And now back to our podcast episode. When you think about it, the intervention of Maple Tree Investments has fundamentally changed the nature of the merger of Maple Tree Commercial Trust and Maple Tree North Asia Commercial Trust. In fact, the transaction is arguably no longer a merger of the two REITs. The all-cash consideration for Maple Tree North Asia Commercial Trust combined with Maple Tree Investments' backing of Maple Tree Commercial Trust's $2.2 billion preferential offering is kind of like the sponsor making a cash offer for the North Asia Trust and then injecting it into Maple Tree Commercial Trust in exchange for new units priced at a premium. This is likely to become a precedent of sorts. Any other REIT sponsor that tries to merge REITs within its own stable is likely to be pushed by investors to emulate Maple Tree Investments and underwrite the whole transaction in a similar fashion. And if this becomes the norm, it wouldn't surprise me if investors eventually also begin pushing sponsors of any REIT that struggles to trade above their NAVs to consider taking them private in order to reposition and enhance their portfolios before bringing them back to market. 
That would be, after all, a more investor-friendly form of the REIT mergers that these sponsors have been trying to do. Some of the locally listed REITs that have been languishing below their book values and that have strong sponsor groups are Capital Land China Trust, Keppel Pacific Oak US REIT, and of course, Sabana Industrial Trust. But extrapolating what Maple Tree Investments intervention means for other REIT sponsors might be jumping too far ahead. Many investors are probably more concerned right now about what Maple Tree Investments action means for its two REITs that are trying to merge. So let me offer some personal views on this. First of all, the all-cash consideration for Maple Tree North Asia Commercial Trust has effectively set a floor price for its units. As long as the merger plan is voted through, unit holders are assured of getting a cash consideration of $1.19.5 per unit. However, between now and the expected effective date of the merger in late August, unit holders of Maple Tree North Asia Commercial Trust also stand to receive their distributions for the second half of the financial year to end March 2022, plus a cleanup distribution covering roughly five months from April the 1st to the effective date expected in late August. This is why units in the North Asia Trust are currently trading roughly two or three cents above the $1.19.5 level. It's worth saying that the North Asia Trust paid a DPU of 3.426 cents for the first half of the financial year to March 2022, and that its results for the full year are due out on April the 19th. As a unit holder of Maple Tree North Asia Commercial Trust, my own inclination is to hold on to my units and collect the distributions and the eventual all-cash consideration, which, by the way, is the default form of consideration. By waiting it out, I probably stand to collect a few more cents per unit over the next five months than I would if I sold my North Asia Trust holdings in the market right now. Of course, I'm taking the risk of the merger not going through, but that's why there is some upside to be gained by holding on. That brings me back to Maple Tree Commercial Trust and the sell-off it suffered when the merger was first announced on December the 31st. As I said earlier in this podcast, many of its unit holders were unhappy that it was going to acquire the higher-risk North Asia Trust. That is, of course, still going to happen. The difference is that the new units Maple Tree Commercial Trust will issue to acquire the North Asia Trust are likely to end up being held by its sponsor, Maple Tree Investments, rather than disgruntled unit holders in the North Asia Trust. So the intervention of Maple Tree Investments could be beneficial to investors who own units in Maple Tree Commercial Trust too. The other thing to remember is that Maple Tree Commercial Trust will be issuing those new units at a premium to its book value. So it's acquiring the North Asia Trust at book value, but issuing new units at a premium. Those new units are also being priced at a lower DPU yield than the North Asia Trust's DPU yield. This means unit holders of Maple Tree Commercial Trust are going to benefit from accretion in DPU as well as NAV per unit. If you look at the announcements on the merger, the DPU accretion at Maple Tree Commercial Trust could be as much as 8.9% while the NAV per share accretion could be as much as 7%. In addition, as I said at the beginning of this podcast, investors are generally turning more positive about REITs that own offices and shopping malls, and I wouldn't be surprised if Maple Tree Commercial Trust were to be swept along by this bullishness. As it is, the REIT has rebounded about 7% of its post-merger announcement lows, and it is now less than 5% below where it was before the merger was unveiled. 
We're going to hear more about the performance and outlook for Maple Tree Commercial Trust in a couple of weeks on April the 20th. That's when it'll be reporting its results for its financial year to March 2022. But given the very investor-friendly manner in which its sponsor, Maple Tree Investments, has dealt with its merger with Maple Tree North Asia Commercial Trust, I think many investors are going to be looking at Maple Tree Commercial Trust in a more positive light going forward. That's it for this episode of Mark to Market. You can follow my Mark to Market podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. That was a podcast by The Business Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Do note. All analyses, opinions, recommendations and other information in this podcast are for your general information only. You should not rely on them in making any decision. Please consult a fully qualified financial advisor or professional expert for independent advice and verification. To the fullest extent permitted by law, SPH Media shall not be liable for any loss arising from the use of or reliance on any analyses, opinions, recommendations, and other information in this podcast. SPH Media accepts no responsibility or liability whatsoever that may result or arise from the products, services, or information of any third parties.